Guardian Unlimited. Well, good day from Melbourne. Uh, well, the talk of the first race of the season has been this stunning debut by Britain's Lewis Hamilton. Yes, welcome to Formula One and Guardian Unlimited. This is Morris Hamilton, motorsport correspondent of The Observer, bringing you the stories behind the scenes. Kimi Raikkonen's first win for Ferrari, second place for Fernando Alonso, and an amazing, highly impressive third place for Lewis Hamilton. Now, as the packing up continues here in Melbourne and the partying begins, I'm joined by Alan Henry of The Guardian, who's been around Formula One even longer than me, I have to say. Now, Alan, I think in your time you've seen some debuts, but uh, what about Lewis Hamilton? Utterly flawless and outstanding is the only way I can describe it. The guy didn't put a single wheel wrong all afternoon and continued the uh, tradition that he set in Formula 3 and GP2 just born for the job. Yeah, in fact, he, he actually led the race as well and uh, just remained very calm, even when under pressure from his teammate, Fernando Alonso, and he also had to deal with back markers. And I think, Alan, the interesting thing was we got a measure of Lewis Hamilton at the very start of the race in that uh, he was marginally slower away from his second-row grid slot than Robert Kubica in the BMW. Kubica closed him out, going down to the first corner, and uh, Hamilton didn't accept that, did he? He just went, went racing, as he's used to doing in karting. Well, that's very interesting the way he responded to being pushed into a tight corner because usually in a situation like that so many drivers just keep their foot in it and uh, try and force their way through but he very wisely backed out of the corner dodged round the back of Kapitza and went round the corner on a wide line which also carried him past his teammate Fernando Alonso which was an extraordinarily bold manoeuvre. Well absolutely no, but Alonso then had to uh, hold station or stay behind uh, Lewis Hamilton certainly for the first two thirds of the race. When it came to the uh, second and final pit stop uh, Alonso actually got the jump on Hamilton mainly because uh, he was saving fuel using his experience here I suppose, saving fuel during the middle stint. He stayed out two laps longer than Lewis Hamilton and then moved up into second place as a result of that. But Alan, I wouldn't mind betting that uh, that two thirds of a race he spent sitting behind the novice he learned a little bit more about his teammate and what he's up against for the rest of the season. I think Alonso's a very shrewd young man, just like Lewis in his way, and I think you're absolutely correct. He'll know the calibre of the guy that he's got in the second car, and, uh, and that's formidable. By the time the McLaren drivers had sorted out their uh, fight over second place, of course, Kimi Räikkönen and the Ferrari had long gone. Uh, the Ferrari pace was outstanding, really, from the start of practice here and right through the race. Uh, nobody could get near Räikkönen, and he scored his first personal win since uh, Japan 2005 and, of course, the first win for Ferrari here. Uh, he had a struggle, though, because uh, no radio in the car. That is difficult enough uh, at the best of times because he needs to know when to come in. He would rely on his pit signals, of course. To a degree, Ferrari were lucky because if there had been a red flag situ or a safety car situation and uh, they needed to change tactics, they would have had a job conveying that news to him. But there were no such problems. They were fortunate in that respect. And he really led the race from start to finish, apart from the pit stop sequences when, we, as I say, Lewis Hamilton was in front. Now, the McLaren team say they couldn't really get near Raikkonen and Ferrari because they, Ferrari, were helped a little bit by the strategy, a strange strategy employed by BMW. Nick Heidfeld 
Bielefeld jumped into second place at the start. He was running a softer tyre. There is a, just to explain a little bit about that, uh, there's a soft tyre and a hard tyre available. The rules say that each driver must use one of each type. BMW and Heidfeld chose to use their soft tyre early on, do a short stint, but that in the process held the McLaren drivers up. And Ron Dennis, the boss of uh, McLaren, was saying that he felt that this was perhaps a little bit unfair. What's your view, Alan? Do you think that uh, this was something that McLaren simply should have got over uh, and had to deal with? Well, I think it was, as I must say, I think the Heidfelds was a strange strategy because I don't think he was ever going to come out of it ahead of the McLarens. But I think the McLaren team took it very cautiously today. They needed, after a bad year last year with a lot of mechanical unreliability and poor results, they needed to get off the out of the starting blocks with a strong result. And of course, they came out of the race with leading the constructors' championship by a point. So, but I do agree with you. I think it was a little bit they're a little bit oversensitive, perhaps, of Ron to have made those remarks. Well, what they have learned, of course, is that uh, BMW do have problems still with reliability. This was something we saw during testing, but that car definitely has the speed, and Heidfeld eventually finished uh, in fourth place. But as I say, reliability worries still remain because Robert Kubica lost fifth place when uh, the gearbox broke, and uh, his retirement allowed Giancarlo Fisichella to move into fifth place, so he was the leading Renault. But now we're talking here, and let's not forget about the reigning world champions. So fifth place for Giancarlo Fisichella, 10th place for the novice Heike Kovalainen. I think by Renault standards, Alan, a touch disappointing. Yeah, but I won't say quite a poor race, but I was very disappointed with Kovalainen, who to his credit, after a poor qualifying effort, took, took it on the chin and blamed himself. I'm not altogether sure w w what's going on there, but particularly, as I say, Kovalainen was a huge disappointment and had a couple of spins into the bargain. Yeah, now Kovalainen, as I say, uh, he, he did have these problems and he was uh, perhaps beating himself up a little bit unfairly after the race because, uh, you know, it was a busy race he had. He was always in traffic. He made a few mistakes. But I think what happened, what's unfortunate for him is that, uh, that his performance as a novice has been compared with that of Lewis Hamilton. And uh, Lewis Hamilton, I think, has just set, as we said earlier, new standards for novices. Now, finishing sixth was uh, Felipe Massa in the other Ferrari. Now, Massa had a gearbox problem which dropped him to the back of the grid or near the back of the grid. Ferrari took the option of changing the engine and taking the 10-place penalty that came with it, starting from the back. They thought they had nothing to lose. So the interesting thing here is that um, they used the soft tyres for a long first stint. They thought, right, we'll fill the car up, we'll just make one stop and they chose to use the uh, soft Bridgestone tyre for the first end. Quite a gamble, in fact, because he was going to go a long way on it. The tyres were subject to perhaps a lot more abuse than they would have expected, but uh, he had a slow start to the race, but in the end, it, it did work. Um, I don't suppose they had much option, Alan, had they? No, once he was bogged down in the traffic at the back of the grid, I think that was the best way of minimising the damage, if you like. He drove well. I was impressed with the way Massa handled it all. He's quite an accomplished operator. But of course, he'll be worried now that Raikkonen's got his feet under the table and 
got a bit of a sprinting start. Well, yeah, that's the problem, isn't it? Because, uh, you know, Massa is of the feeling that he can beat Raikkonen. I'm not quite sure that that would be the case, but nonetheless, he wants to beat him. And there you, he's seen already that uh, Raikkonen will have done a lot to improve his standing within the team because, of course, Massa is more popular. But Raikkonen, if a driver wins, then he becomes extremely popular. Absolutely. And, of course, the other thing is that Raikkonen's an extremely expensive driver, so I'm sure Ferrari and John Dott will have... Th- concluded that their investment paid off very well today. Now, seventh was uh, Nico Rosberg giving Williams uh, some much-needed points after a very disappointing year last year. He started from 12th in the grid and uh, felt it was a particularly good result because uh, he had to uh, work through the field to get there. And, of course, the Williams team will take, although they wouldn't actually say this, they will take some quiet satisfaction because they're using a Toyota engine and they beat the, uh, the, t- the pair of Toyotas. Ralph Schumacher took the final point with eighth place just ahead of Jarno Trulli. And... Uh, I think that about summed up their performance. In fact, one might almost say, Alan, that uh, Toyota were even lucky to get a point based on the performance we saw during practice and qualifying. I find the whole Toyota scenario totally baffling. I find the way that they're operating the team um, leaves a huge question mark over the whole programme. I just don't know what's going to happen to them this year and whether they'll continue beyond the end of the year. Now, all right, so their pace isn't very good, but I tell you what, it was a lot better than that of Honda, Alan, where we had uh, Rubens Barrichello come home in 11th place and Jensen Button 15th. What on earth is going on there? I, I, I agree with you entirely. Jensen must despair of ever winning another race. and can, It was the seventh anniversary of his Grand Prix debut here this afternoon and he must be in total despair and wondering whether his career is going to just fade away. Uh, They've obviously got huge aerodynamic problems on this Honda RA107, which they don't seem to be able to resolve. They seem to have a a, a general idea of what the problem is, but actually rectifying it is proving beyond them. Okay, just looking at the uh, rest of the finishing order then here in uh, Melbourne, the Australian Grand Prix, uh, we had Takuma Sato finish 12th uh, after struggling with the balance of his uh, Super Aguri, but his teammate, massive disappointment for Anthony Davidson. Uh, he did finish his first Grand Prix in 16th place, but it was a huge struggle for him because the anti-stall on the car engaged at the start. That left him at the back of the field. Going through the, around the first lap, he collided with a spiker. The car went up in the air, and it severely winded Davidson. He landed very heavily, and he did very, very well to finish finished the race and in fact considering that he could hardly speak uh, on the radio so he was determined to win 16th place will have been huge disappointment because of course he the, the super aguri team just surprised everybody uh, by a wonderful performance during qualifying and of course that's embarrassed the the honda team even more because super aguri is well they don't like to call it like this but it's a sort of b team isn't it well this is rather highlighting by the back door a major controversy in formula one at the moment and the issue as to whether the super aguri is really a thinly disguised 2006 honda ra106 identical to that which jensen won the hungarian grand prix now that's at the center of its own little controversy but certainly whatever the circumstances that have led the super aguri team to have this particular car it's certainly embarrassing the works Honda team and that's another situation like a bit like Toyota 
there's obviously structural problems in the makeup of the team and until they actually address it address these problems I think they're going to be bogged down in, in the mess that they're both bogged down in Mark Webber, he finished uh, 13th for Red Bull and he says the Australian obviously disappointed local man here said that nothing went right and I suppose that's the case when the fuel flap stuck open uh, after one of his pit stops so that uh, affected the aerodynamics in the car and then Mark said that he had problem with quotes speed into the corners which uh, I presume he means he wasn't he didn't have enough speed into the corners but whatever his teammate David Coulthard collided with Alexander Wurtz a 50-50 accident a bit of an over optimistic move on David Coulthard's part as he tried to come down the inside of the Williams but then again Alex Wurtz had actually left a lot of room on the inside both drivers put their hands up and accepted blame for that but disappointing finishes for both or non-finishes for both of them. Liuzzi struggled into 14th place the sole surviving Toro Rosso after Scott Speed had mysteriously lost air in both front wheels of his Toro Rosso. The final finisher was uh, Adrian Sutil in the Spiker, but the German's day had gone from bad to worse, really, because he had a drive-through for failing to observe a blue flag. And then on the way out of the pits, he crossed the white line, which you're not supposed to do, and he was hauled back in again. So that's a, a, a baptism of fire from, for him and the third novice here this weekend. Adrian Sutil's uh, teammate was Christian Albers, who mysteriously left the road. He was fiddling with the radio control in his car, missed a braking point and went off. So not really the way to finish a race. And uh, this, the Spiker team obviously disappointed with that. So there we have the first round of the World Championship complete. Alan, what lessons do you think we have learned uh, from this first race with 16 left to go? The Ferrari favourites, but we're not quite clear by what sort of a margin. I think that's that's what we know from both testing and this uh, this particular race but as Patrick had said a few weeks ago leave it two or three races before you actually make a firm judgment as to how the season's going to unfold okay well that uh, wraps up our review of the Australian Grand Prix and the next race is in Malaysia in three weeks time and I'll be reporting from Supang but in the meantime thanks for downloading from the Guardian Unlimited website keep the revs up this is Morris Hamilton saying goodbye from Melbourne Guardian Unlimited